0: Hello and welcome to the 53rd episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast full of lukewarm takes and Kale's mental breaks, hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the assistant to the number one host, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should review us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Long Live Pod. There is a link tree to the other places that you might find us, but maybe not. Who knows? It's a bit of fun that way. With that out of the way, Kale, how you going?
1: I'm quite cosy, Govinda. It's winter here in Australia. It's beginning. Winter has come, and I'm a little bit cold. <laughs> I have been cold.
0: Yeah, you, you're you wearing a robe, you're wearing gloves. Game of All gloves. a bit excessive, if you ask me, but he's done it nonetheless. My favourite part is just that you don't have a fan droning in the background that I have to deal with later, so that's a that's a win for me.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, there's no fans on. It's too cold. Sometimes I will have a heater on, but the house is like... I don't know what its problem is. It just doesn't work very well. It doesn't, But I'm struggling with it. We're not even into winter. I think it got to like 10 degrees and that was too much for me.
0: Uh, it was even colder here. We got down to single digits this oh, morning. Shit. I had to get up for the gym at like 6.30, which was not the play. But <laughs> hey, I did it. I made it.
1: We're good. My little dog burrows into my back like a little living hot water bottle of blood and flesh. Uh, uh, I was going to say, I just
0: got the image of the dog digging through your flesh <laughs> into your back, which seems like a pretty crude way to wake up. But hey, so look. that's why I have cats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good. First week um, out of the day job into the world of games journalism.
0: Now, speaking of day jobs, I just read an article about how the UK is trialing their biggest four-day workweek trial ever. Mm. I think it's three and a half thousand employees... 70 businesses so working four days a week for the same money. Now hypothetically if this becomes a ubiquitous thing globally, say in Australia we adopt a four-day work week, do you quit your job and get a real job? Because I would
1: That's a uh, it's an interesting prospect. I don't know. This is like the most freedom I've ever had like working from home and Ooh. like I, I'm pretty stoked right now but you know what you know what's interesting? I presume this is like a salaried thing right?
0: Yeah, you'd be full-time employees, would work four days, but your salary stays the
1: same. I've never been a full-time employee, ever. I've never had a contract. I've never received a paid day off in my life. I've never done Wait, that. didn't
0: you work in an office in Melbourne at some
1: point? Yeah, and I kind of I <laughs> screwed them over. Like, I, I did my probation, and then they're like, all right, yeah, you want a full-time contract? And I was like, actually, I want to work less days so I can pursue my dream of becoming a video game journalist one day a week and they fucking hated that
0: Then <laughs> it kind of got a bit weird so i just left you weren't there long enough to get that paid day off
1: no no yeah uh,
0: okay fair enough fair enough yeah for me i'm a contractor and if someone was like hey you can go work another job most likely i would aim for a job that was remote anyway like work from home anyway but you can work four days a week and get paid the same yeah yeah in a heartbeat they would immediately find a new job
1: it makes so much sense like so much of The work day, like when I did work in that office, like it. There's so much bullshit, like just meetings and like hanging out. The fucking fruit bowl, making coffees, talking to people. Like
0: everyone that I spoke to, pretty much says that the last like three hours of every day is just doing nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Just no, not productive at all anymore. And I'm like, I get that.
1: It's such a waste of your life.
0: (laughs) Fifty-two days a year, you would get back, Kale.
1: I'd love that. That would. I would love that too.
0: That would be the the play. Uh, so, you got a real shitty, lame scooter for no reason for $800. Oh, tell me about yes. that. yes.
1: What a little uh, tease from last week. Yes, that's right, Govinder. I purchased for myself the Dragon GT. Look it up. Look up the specs. I'm looking at them. and They're very impressive. This is a man's scooter. Actually, it's not. The guy that delivered it kind of dogged me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, I need more than that. You can't oh, tell well, me he
1: got it. He got it and he was like, oh, like, you know, this is... It's like an entry level scooter. Like, you know, the next step up goes like another 10. This thing gets to be like 25 k's an hour. Give me the specs. Give me a rundown. What is it? I think it can uh, you can be up to 120 kilos on it. Thankfully I'm not. Uh on like flat ground, it does like 20 to 25 kilometers an hour. It's like it could be a little more powerful on hills. Like it kind of struggles if you're going up a hill and you're on it. Like you got to get off and push a little bit kind of thing. But let me tell you, I've never felt so fucking alive when I whip around the streets on this beast, and I just feel like a god, hovering above the surface of the earth. So,
0: just to clarify, I just want to clarify: you have a car, right? You own a car.
1: I have a car. I've really yeah. not used it much this week. Yeah, I was going to
0: say you you have a car that's not really getting used at all. Yep, for sure. Now, just to set this all up, you mm. a week or so ago you were just on the precipice of leaving your job that paid you too much to do what you did to become a full-time freelance game journalist. That's correct. For less money. It was a little beat around the bush. <laughs> now, you you were talking to me about your concern for money.
1: Mm, a, mm.
0: And then within days of that conversation, you bought an $800 scooter for no reason.
1: Uh, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> oh, wait, I can do you one better. I can do you one better. Uh, yesterday, do you know what a snoo is? Something for babies. Yeah, it is something for babies. It's a smart crib, is what the yeah. snoo is. Uh, yeah. we, we went and picked up a secondhand snoo, uh, which was exorbitantly expensive as well, but this is a crib... Oh, no. Just for everyone at home, this is a crib that learns your baby's rocking motions and automatically adapts to it and just, like, kind of rocks it back to sleep. So, like, you don't have to... Uh, the plan is that you don't have to get up to soothe them and get them back to sleep. And apparently it just works like a fucking dream. Now,
0: my... Just quickly... Mm. You said to do you one better As if that was more of a waste of money Than a, an electric scooter that you didn't need I didn't And I mean... would argue that I would argue that a snoo will be handy Like it'll come in handy It'll have a purpose <laughs> Whereas right now you being like Oh I'm going to scoot to the tennis court And play some tennis on the daily Awesome idea Stay fit while you working at mm. home I mean, That's important But you have a car that doesn't get used Just drive the car It's literally three minutes away <laughs> from your house I, I'm so confused by the just, scooter purchase.
1: It's just so exciting, and it turns out there's like a there's a football ground near my house that I'd never been to. I like, I went on like a fucking soulful journey on this. What and what
0: the, what's this foot? How does the football oh, yeah, field yeah, sorry, sorry, add sorry. to your life? I'm so, so I got sorry. The, I
1: got to the football field, and it has like a cycling racetrack around the edge of it, where like cyclists will go at like speeds of fifty kilometers an hour, and it like you know it's like a Formula One track, but it's big. Really, really big. And I took this fucking dinky little scooter on it and just went, hey, <laughs> just like whipped it around. So, when something that
0: is motorized, you're going half the speed yeah. of someone on a push pedal bike. They weren't there, Thanks. I just don't know why you didn't buy a bicycle. Like, buy a bike. You could have just pedaled there.
1: I really can't. I, I, I mean, you've ridden one. You, you get it. But like, I just, I love it. I love it. I put music on. I like... I've got this fucking go bag which has like my tennis racket and everything on it. I just jump on it straight down there. And I look, sometimes I'm a little bit embarrassed when I have to like stop for groups of kids and they look at me on my ridiculous scooter, but I love it. <laughs> I'm all you bad. do have to go
0: past like three schools on your Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I,
1: that's definitely a thought where I'm like, am I just some fucking creepy dude in his 30s? Yeah. That's just who yeah, <laughs> this yeah you, are. you are. You are.
0: Anyway, we don't, don't have to talk about that anymore, but. You're a disappointment to
1: me. On a final note, apparently, and again, the dude who dropped it off, who I kind of, I, I think we could have been friends. He was a cool man. Uh, he told me these things can be unlocked. There is a code that unlocks the speed limiter, and this fucking beast could get up to thirty kilometers an hour. Conceivable. Nice, could you, dude. Could you imagine? Woo! <laughs>
0: could you imagine? You sitting there with your gloves on in your robe, talking about your electric scooter. <laughs> don't you come not be like that. You had your gamer gloves on before, too. Dude, I don't own any gamer gloves. Yeah, whatever.
1: About. I've seen them. I've seen <laughs> their gloves. Um,
0: why would you slander my good name? You, mean, know you know how Heard have... lost that defamation case. It'll be you next, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. This
1: is the difference between you and I. I embrace what I am, I'm <laughs> proud of it. Maybe not proud. <laughs> proud is a strong one. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Careful there, bud. Careful there. Proud. I wouldn't be. Alright, Cal. Enough of your frivolous spending.
1: All right. You know what, Govinda? I think it's time we talk about you. You've gotten out of how you go on two weeks running now, and I, I won't let it happen a third time. I want an anecdote from your life before people start to become concerned. You're you're not a real a real person. You got nothing. <laughs>
0: <There's> no <laughs> <anecdote>. <laughs> nothing prepared. I can't. I don't, I don't think. Of what this goes
1: time. on at this gym of yours when you go in there with your tiny little chicken arms and there's like. Actual man. Chicken arms, baby. Lifting. You want to see these
0: bad boys? i got guns, baby. I've gained some weight, dude. And it's only in muscle. I've gained a substantial amount of weight, which is surprising to no one more than myself. Yeah, right. Uh, but I put on like 12 kilos. What does that bring you to? Almost 80. Wow, that's actually... That's a bit of weight. I know. I'm 77, maybe 78 kilos.
1: That's interesting. Because like, I feel like I'm not in shape at the moment. I'm currently sitting at like 73. Yeah, and That's just yeah, yeah. like my little chubby body.
0: So the classic uh, classic saying is that muscle weighs more than fat. So while mm. I definitely have a bit of a belly that is, uh, it, it exists and it's there, it's definitely, I'm just, I'm bigger than I used to be. And so it What's... was a surprise to me when I stood in a scale for the first time in quite some time and saw it hit 77 and I was like, whoa. <laughs>
1: Shit, I used to be...
0: Sorry, (laughs) uh, real quick. I used to be 65 kilos for my entire life.
1: I remember. remember When when we were younger, we were little fucking bean poles. All of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is the weirdest thing you've seen at the gym?
0: So there was this one guy, and he just doesn't really understand any sort of etiquette... Everything mm. that he was doing, like you know, those videos you see on Instagram of people doing silly exercises, but on purpose, like to be funny,
1: s- so many. The uh January 1st, New Year's yeah, resolutions, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: so literally doing stuff like that and then like dropping weights like crazy, like loud noises everywhere. Like, you know, when you're on a machine, okay, maybe you don't, but if you're on a machine that's got gym. like a pulley I've system been... and the weights <laughs> are there lifting up, ideally, you're not meant to just drop the weights, makes a loud noise and it probably break shit. I don't know. You just don't do it. It's just bad oh. etiquette. This guy's just crashing shit everywhere, breaking everything. He just leaves everything like on the ground, doesn't put it away. And me and my friend Steven, who I go with, we're just like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> like he's got to go. Someone's got to take him out of here. And if it's not, the gym staff it'll be us we will take him out (laughs) will will you
1: i feel like you're looking around for like a figure of authority that you can report this person
0: (laughs) (laughs) well we go early enough that there's usually no actual staff there it's just us so it is the Mm. wild west when we go there in the morning Um, but yeah do you want to know like what i do like every day you claim to lift weights well, it's a it's different day is a different thing. So, the first day of the week is legs, because I don't want legs to be sore for the weekend. So, we do it at the start of the week to get it out that's of the smart. way. That's smart. That's uh, smart. And then uh, we, the next day, we usually do chest and triceps day. And then we'll have a break, like a rest day. And then we come back for back and biceps day. And then we wrap up the week with a chill kind of shoulder day.
1: Right on. That's quite involved. Yeah. So, that's
0: pretty much me. Uh, but the biggest news of my week is that... I have bought a spare PlayStation 5 power cable that now lives at Emily's house. Oh. And my PlayStation travels a lot more now. And so, That's nice. Feeding straight into what we've been playing, I've been able to play some more games this week, Kale. You'll be happy about that.
1: I'm so jealous. That. I wish I had played video games, but go on. I've probably tell played me about more it.
0: than you this week. Oh, you want me to go first? Well, I guess so, because you your only and forever one I've also played too, and then I can talk about what I played it's additionally. Fun.
1: Yeah, I've actually put a shared... I say I played nothing, but I probably managed to log about eight hours into Phoenix Point, just in like little dribs and drabs. And I love it. I'm at like such a point where like shit is getting wild, wild. Like, I don't know how far you've gotten, but like with all the DLCs and stuff and all the things they add, there's like, so there's this thing called the behemoth and it's like a massive flying alien and it like travels around the world and you can never actually destroy it, but you can like disrupt its, it sends out these little flyers but it will like rove around and destroy human settlements and like you get to a point where you have a a census of the remaining people on earth and if earth's population ever drops below 10 you lose the game cuz there's not enough people to survive like humanity is like the is over.
0: actual number 10 like only 10 people sorry 10% is... 10% oh, I was going to say yeah I was going to yeah. say I was like that's not enough people to repopulate just there but not it's... enough genetic oh. diversity
1: it's so wild, and the aliens have just, like, well, the fucking crab people, whatever they are, they're just, like, they're mutating in such insane ways. Like, now they have, like, these flesh grenade launchers. Like, there's already the fucking ones that will, like, uh, possess your dudes, or they'll, like, brainwash them or whatever. Um, I'm starting to see, like, these really weird, big, like, um, I don't even know how to describe them. They kind of look like a amygdala from Bloodborne, like a big spidery-looking thing. And, like, you know the game. So, like, you know how, like, one character takes up, like, one square. This yeah. thing takes up, like, eight. And it can jump from, like, area to area of the map. And it'll, like, debuff whole dudes. It, like, spits acid. It's massive. And oh, haunted. I just
0: remembered who that is in Bloodborne. Yeah, that boss yeah, sucked, yeah. actually, real like bad. Like a big, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: multi-armed spider fucking alien thing. But giant.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: And, yeah, I'm just loving it. Like, it's, it's fucking kind of a chore when you get to, like... Again, the point I'm at, I've got, like, 16 troops across three different jets. I have, like, five bases. I do like that part where I have, like, a research base, and it's totally optimized to, like, just research. Just research. technology. And I'm, like, reverse engineering things from other factions, so I have, like, stealth armor and all this shit. It is rough on the menu aspect. Like, it's mm. not well done in that regard. Like, it's quite a nightmare to, like, yeah. Bad UI. It really is, and I, I think that's, like, the worst part of the game, but it's, like, I don't know. It's such crack to me that it, it doesn't bother me anyway.
0: Now, I also have been playing Phoenix Point, and I can tell you exactly what I'm up to and exactly why I'll probably never play this game again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I finished the tutorial, and it does a bit where it's like, hey, you can actually, like, go find these areas. You send the ship over, you check it out, and you do the mission on there, whatever. You get resources to come back, use them in your base, all that jazz. I, res- I did the one, first one that they show you, and then after that it opens up and shows you all the places that you can look around the base, and I looked at another spot, and I did the mission there, and one of my people died. Yeah. So I restarted it, hmm. thinking that, oh, I know where the enemies are coming from, so I'm um, good. Like, I'll just not die this time. I did something real <laughs> dumb. It's just going to be better. But then I found out real quick, the enemies don't take the same path. They don't necessarily no. even spawn in the same location. Nope. And so... The next time I played, two people died. Yeah. And then I closed that game, uh, never to play it again, (laughs) and accepted that they're not for me.
1: It's interesting, because I almost have the opposite problem, where like I find myself, if anyone dies, I restart the stage. Which isn't Mm. really true to the spirit of these games. Like If there was an Iron Man mode, it would force me to live with the consequences of my actions. Yeah. But there isn't and i'm too weak so i will just restart the whole stage and do it again well that's what perfect. i was doing but then yeah. I,
0: it was just it was annoying that they went from somewhere else i just didn't have the motivation to do it one yeah. thing i want to clear up because when you first explained this game to me the the way the targeting worked sounded a lot different to what it seemed to be when i actually played it yeah but it does do a clever thing where the crosshair goes up and you've got an inner circle and an outer circle and anything inside the inner circle is a definite hit yeah but there also is the possibility that you're aiming at something that's so thin that there might be, it might, the bullets okay, might out. still stray either side of that inner circle and not hit. Yeah. And then the outer circle is a 50% hit rate on everything. So that was pretty interesting. It was, it's probably, I like it more than the XCOM way of just like. Yeah.
1: It's, and it's so tactical too. Like, you know, there's these strangler fucking fishmen and they like creep around and. They'll, like, rush you in melee and uh, they have these suckers that'll allow... They'll do damage to you but heal themselves. And they're, like, kind of a nightmare. Uh, And if you can't kill one in, like, one turn... Like, say you only have one shot at them this turn... You just shoot them in the leg. And, like, it actually will disable them. Like, you have so many options. Or you can shoot the specific part of them that allows them to regenerate. You can destroy, like, the little fucking sack. And I really love that. Like, there's so many options to, like, what you can do yeah it's uh it's an interesting it's an interesting game, yeah, and one that I'll
0: probably never pick up again,
1: Govinda, speaking of games you said you'll never pick up again, what else have you been playing? I didn't say I would never play it again. I just said I'd fallen off it. That's different.
0: this mm-hmm. Phoenix point I will probably never play again, <laughs> oh, but right. Final Fantasy VII remake I have picked up again <laughs> <laughs> because I have nothing to play, and I just I, that's the only thing that piques my interest a little bit, so. I put in quite a bit of time to that this week. I've probably added another eight hours to my playthrough, which is, I'm sitting at about 14 hours right now, which is pretty chill. We're currently in Sector 6 slums, living, <laughs> talking of seeing that Corneo, you know, trying to see what Tifa's up to over there. Oh, I
1: want to know what Tifa's up to. Uh,
0: so, yeah, just playing that still. It, I, I think I've figured out, oh, maybe I haven't figured it out, but so Final Fantasy 13. We Whoa, both wait, hate wait, that. Before we before move on, there. Oh, all, right, all right. Final Fantasy Thirteen. We yeah. both don't like that game, correct?
1: Yeah, that's fair to say.
0: Part of it was the auto battle system, which honestly, I I, I was watching a video about it because I was foggy on what this game was, mm. and the auto battle system was so bad it would actually just fill up your queue on your ATB with actual abilities. It wasn't just like an auto attack. Yeah. It was like an auto do combat to its fullest, and often would do it as good as you would. Yeah. So it was always very tempting to use it and it seemed a bit wasteful. And the only reason, the only other strat- strategic option you had was your paradigm shifts.
1: I was going to say, that's mostly what you're doing. Is like they're yeah, fighting. Yeah, shifting. Yeah, you're swapping out their classes as you need to.
0: But the one thing that I always didn't love about Final Fantasy XIII combat, additionally, was the stagger system. And I yeah. think that's similarly my problem with Final Fantasy VII Remake. is It's, again, not a problem. The battle system's not terrible. It's just not, it's just, there's something, there's something about it that just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. It's the constant necessity to switch characters, even to the point where as soon as you cast a spell with someone, you should just switch to someone else, because if you don't, you're wasting time. Like, you could be building up ATP gauge on someone else while someone's casting a spell. So, you are very much encouraged to constantly be switching through people, which I don't love still, right? I yeah. stand by it, I almost like a Kingdom Hearts system, it would be my ideal system for that sort of a game, where... You, the people are doing their thing, you have some kind of gambit system style ways to adjust how they interact and how the AI works, but generally you play as that main character. But I think really it comes down, to, I don't like the stagger, I don't like the stagger bar.
1: Get out Yeah, of here. It's, it's an interesting concept, because yeah, you really are just doing that in order to actually be able to inflict damage, like on the big bosses.
0: So yeah, much and of then it I've...
1: revolves around that.
0: Yeah, and I feel like you kind of get into this, this kind of routine, or at least I have been. I don't know if it's everyone that does this, but you have the assess material, right? So you can kind of, it's like scan, you see what their weaknesses are. So I go into combat, I start as cloud, I get one ATB gauge, and I assess the combat. And I figure out what everyone's weaknesses are. Yeah. And now my entire game, this entire combat scenario is set around just throw the, whatever they're weak at them. Like just, oh, you're weak to fire, I'm just going to only throw fire at you until you're staggered, and then I'll kill you. And that kind of feels like the the routine of every combat encounter I get into in this game. It's always like, what are you weak to? Throw that at you until you stagger, and then I can actually do damage to you. And it just, I don't know, it just feels like it's slacking a little bit for you me. You
1: just, you reminded me of like a moment I had with this game, which was quite frankly way too late to have realized this. But like, I had, I think we talked about it, but I'd just mostly been cloud and like kind of resented having to change all the time. Like I would only do it when I really needed to. But discovering that, like, Tifa's whole purpose is staggering really blew my mind. Even like,
0: more than that. It's staggering, but it's also, like, once something is staggered, Tifa does an so enormous amount damage. of damage. Yeah, and I uh, just, like,
1: didn't do that for most of the game. I just yeah. fucking wailed on things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Sean actually described Tifa as, like, e- not easy mode, but, like, he if if he was stuck on a boss or something like that, he would just be like, oh, I'll just play as Tifa, and I can beat it. Yeah, and to me, from the outside looking in, that feels like a flaw. You know,
1: it it is. It's a design choice. That's that's for sure. Now, Govinda, I've on the subject. I've put a link into our Discord group. I'd like you to uh, open it and describe the statuette of Tifa that is currently being sold by Square Enix, uh, a reputable reputable Japanese company, for the low, low price of. <laughs> Nine hundred and seventy-nine Australian dollars. Could you please describe, describe what the what what position Tifa is in in this? In this, uh, I'm so sorry.
0: This is not. There is no way this is coming from Square Enix. It is. No, no, that's not possible. I don't believe you. I don't believe you.
1: Oh wait, wait, whoa, yeah, no, it got way more hectic down the bottom. All right, <laughs> all right, no, no. Where the fuck did this thing come from? I saw Is it floating around that? online as if it was like I'm gonna put a link okay. in the show like in the show notes. Everyone needs P- please to see put
0: an show. NSFW tag in front of it as well just so people don't open this around in their place of employment. So for the listeners at Oh my at home. God, dude. No, no, let me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So it's what is titled as is... It's a statue, a little figurine statue called EA Studio 18 Plus Final Fantasy Seven. Tifa 1 Quarter GK Statue include... Uh, in parentheses, sorry. Include one battle suit nude body. Mm. Now what yeah. we have here is... Tifa with her arms folded on the ground in front of her while she's on essentially on all fours. On the on her tippy toes with her butt in the air and uh the buster sword. I don't even know what it's called anymore. I'm so between, shocked out. stuck in the ground between her legs. But it it goes one further. Jesus Christ! Uh, she's very nude, nude in this. The um, nude battlesuit is is the same pose, but she's not wearing any clothes except for her arm little s- gloves and her knee high stockings and boots. Uh, but she's still in the same pose, and they give you one photo from the rear where she is totally nude and anatomically correct.
1: Yeah, I'm actually looking, uh, PC Gamer has sort of reported on it, uh, the title of which is, I think we have to talk about this $730 twerking <laughs> Tifa <for> statue. Yeah, is <laughs> a good
0: way. She's in the twerking pose.
1: Well, see, I'd only seen this sort of safe for work version of it, but like the the actuality is very naked, very, very oh, naked. Oh, very naked.
0: So there's variations, right, where you can uh, include the skirt, but also take out the panties. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was unexpected, Kale. I didn't I didn't necessarily need this in my life, but it's here now and I've seen it and I'm probably going to share it with at least two other people that I feel need to also see this.
1: Uh, I've actually, and yes, and I've ordered one for myself. So that will be coming. I'm sure
0: your wife will love that to be on the mantle.
1: <laughs> uh, you've just reminded me. I, I did have something I wanted to say before in an effort to tease out uh, information about your personal life. So you're playing more video games. Is Emily into video games? Does she get video games?
0: Uh, no, not into video games, but she was doing cross-stitching next to me mm. while I was playing Final Fantasy and was engaging somewhat in the story. I so was I to going... explain the, the backstory of what was going on to her.
1: I was going to say, because Final Fantasy is one of those games where there's just some weird shit in it. And for people that don't play games, it must be very strange for to see you be this beautiful man with a ridiculous sword. Trying to find yeah, I think cats and stuff. The,
0: the <laughs> first thing she ever said when she saw it was, that's a big sword. Mm, it like, is. You're not wrong. You're yeah, not wrong. it is. And yes, it does make me feel inadequate.
1: Yeah, well, we all do.
0: But anyway, uh, speaking of Final Fantasy. Oh, look, actually, before we go there. I, again, I don't hate this game at all. Yeah. You, for some reason, you seem to think me saying it's a seven-five is like blasphemy, but I stand by it. I was playing it just before we got on this podcast and I had to finish a fight before I did and I was having a, I was having a good time. like It was going, it was sick, we were having a great time. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying my run. Is it the best game I've ever played? No. But I'm enjoying it and I'm, that's where I'm going to leave it. I think there's ways they could tweak it to make it better. Again, that's where I'll leave it. <laughs> Speaking of Final Fantasy with battle systems not being what maybe I was wanting out of Final Fantasy, when we saw Final Fantasy 16 last week in the PlayStation State of Play. Uh. Uh, we both kind of noted how the battle system looked different. The party system doesn't look like it's there anymore, at least as far as we can tell. And longtime listener Georgie York Morgan pointed out to us on Instagram that the combat director is actually the same combat designer from Devil May Cry Five, Marvel vs. Capcom, and Dragon's Dogma. That is Ryota Suzuki. Good so pronunciation there. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, it's, it's big from you, because you will correct me when I say... I will, yeah. okay, co- incorrectly. <laughs> 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 so I think that explains why the combat looked the way it did, especially with, like, the Devil May Cry 5, and Marvel vs. Capcom, having those giant health bars on the top of the screen was very Marvel vs. Capcom, and yeah. the general gameplay looked a lot like a Devil May Cry kind of game. So, um, mm, for me...
1: Yeah, that's interesting. i got to say, like, just... Slightly off topic, Devil May Cry Five specifically is kind of a game I've been circling around for a very long time. Like it's often on sale, I'm not quite interested enough to pick it up, but one of these days it's going to be so dirt cheap that I'm going to. And I've never really played any of any of them. Um, I've
0: tried. I've tried. I think I played three for a little bit, and it's just, it's just not my kind of game. It's a mm. game that really in. You really need to be doing combos and, like, building up your combo meter. And yeah. any game where I'm building up a combo meter, I'm, in, I'm not interested in immediately.
1: Yeah. I mean, the other interesting one, too, is Dragon's Dogma. Like, that is such a fascinating game. It's, like, it's so weird. It almost feels half finished in terms of, like, its sor- story and structure. But the combat is awesome. Like, you fight big monsters, you can, like, jump on them, like, impale them with your weapons Like griffins and shit And they can take off And you're in the air Like stabbing them And it's really cool And the sequel's coming And I think that could be Something really cool
0: So Ryota's worked on a lot of other games Other than those A lot of them were just like Marvel vs. Capcom Or Devil May Cry games Also Onimusha Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen Which I believe was a Switch game Also was on PC
1: Uh, Dark Arisen was the expansion For Dragon's Dogma Uh, It it was It was re-released on Switch
0: um, but funny that you mentioned that is that he also was working on Monster Hunter World. So, oh. like, fighting the big monsters and stuff in Dragon's Dogma has probably come into that a makes, little bit as well. Makes sense. And also the fact that combat in Final Fantasy sixteen looks a lot like fighting giant monsters in Monster Hunter. I'm, I'm a little worried, personally, for what I want out of a Final Fantasy game, but there's a lot to be seen still.
1: I suppose to be fair, like, let's just see what happens, like... They might pull it off. Maybe Final Fantasy can be cool as a single character. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, okay, let's
0: get into some quickfire news. Yee-haw!
1: There's a lot happening this week, Govinda. There's a lot of events uh, either happening this week or upcoming. And I think we're going to get a lot of information. Uh, one thing specifically could be PS5 versions of Resident Evil 2 Remake, Resident Evil 3 Remake, Resident Evil Seven, Biohazard. This is all because we're getting the uh, Capcom event later this week. There's a lot of speculation that we might see next-gen versions of these games. Now, you hate Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> is that fair to say? I don't, I don't
0: hate Resident Evil. It's just not my series. Like I just I've I played five. I didn't hate it. I, we played eight together. I didn't hate it. It's just not a series that I'm like oh my god, I can't wait for the new Resident Evil. Like, it just it's never been a hype game for me at all. And I probably won't play any of those.
1: Look, I loved Resident Evil 2 Remake. I do like Resident Evil, as we've discussed. It's very scary to me. It's very scary (laughs) to me, but I like it. I've kind of been saving Resident Evil 3 for, like, a Twitch playthrough. And now I might actually try and get on that. Uh, Especially if this happens. It's such a cool thing to, like, play with people watching. It kind of, like... Forces me to do it, you know, where I would actually like switch it off and just never, <laughs> never talking about <laughs> it again. If there's someone watch. watching, you have to do it. You have to do it. Yeah, okay. And it's short too. I, that was like a problem for a lot of people, but that actually sounds pretty nice to me. Um, like also, you just game. said
0: you've never played fewer games in a weekend, so the thought of you doing a full Twitch playthrough feels unlikely, but I hope you do it.
1: It's only week one, dude. I'm just learning. I'm taking my time. <laughs> I'm going to get quicker.
0: I'm going to get quicker. Yeah, look, uh, Bully, for anyone who likes Resident Evil, congratulations. You're getting the same games again, but for PS5, huzzah.
1: Huzzah. Speaking of the Capcom showcase, Kavinder, it's actually happening June 13th. And you know, I thought maybe this wouldn't be for me, but you successfully argued that I like Monster Hunter. <laughs> you do, and do I like do.
0: Monster Hunter, and you do like Resident Evil. Yeah. And, so actually, and you were just talking about Devil
1: May Cry and Dragon's Dogma. Mm, I wouldn't go so far as to say that I like those things. And for whatever reason, when I hear Capcom Showcase, I feel like we're only going to hear about Street Fighter.
0: <laughs> That's like I surely, I, surely they're not going to talk about a game they just announced a week ago.
1: They might, because there was also a big leak uh, that happened after the announcement. So, I don't know. Maybe the, the cat's out of the bag now, and they're just going to fucking do whatever nah, they want.
0: They're not going to do that. They, is, they Even in their tweet or on their website or something, they said a lineup to be announced closer to the show. So, there's a lineup they're going to be talking about. It's not going to just be Street Fighter Six. They might talk about it a little bit, but surely not. Now, the one thing I will say is you also like Ace Attorney.
1: I do like Ace Attorney. That's another one I really need to get back to. And didn't you like Lost Planet? No, I don't know that I've really got to play that. I think I only ever played a demo.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think that's all I played too. But apparently people enjoyed that. So look, Mm. Capcom event. Hopefully it's good. I have low expectations, but a Monster Hunter is all I really want out of it. Monster Uh, Hunter World 2, please. Thank
1: you. (laughs) It is worth noting, uh, we're going to talk about the Summer Games Fest a little later. This is the week that traditionally, I believe... This is the week that traditionally E three took place. So this is our new reality: is we just get Mm. these like weird little showcases. (laughs) That's uh, that's how we live. Or is it
0: Kale? Dun dun dun.
1: Are we gonna die?
0: No. Well, you'll hear about later. I wish.
1: (laughs) Uh, Next up, Govinda. This one's incredible. Sony Bend has unveiled their new logo. You excited? Do you have a look at it? Is that?
0: I did have a look at it. It's it's exciting.
1: Pretty cool. It's like an inverted fucking pyramid. It says it's Bend like a triangle Studios. upside
0: down with a triangle inside it, the other upside down way, with a little <laughs> little slash next to the triangle on the left side of it. Incredible. It's it's incredible. It also says Ben Studios on the right. It's in, it's very important to note.
1: And they've yeah they've taken a slash out of the B and the S. I love it. It's so artistic. <laughs> it's it's fucking fucking
0: artistic, dude. And it, like it's all parallel with <laughs> the inverted triangle they've got on the left. It's. Oh, and actually the O
1: in studio, too. It's actually pretty cool, dude. We really know how to run a joke (laughs) into the ground, don't we?
0: No, but there's more to this than meets the eye, isn't there, Kale?
1: The news here is that Ben left slip a few little details about their next project. Speaking to the PlayStation blog, the online community specialist Kevin McAllister had this to say. Quote, Today we are excited to share just a snippet of news on our current project. We're currently working on a new IP that includes multiplayer and builds upon the open world system of Days Gone, but brings you a whole new world that we are extremely excited to craft for you. We cannot wait to reveal it to you when the time is right. End quote. This is interesting to me, and that is our favorite catchphrase, interesting. I am very interested in this because I like Days Gone. There, I fucking said it. It's good, actually. One of the though.
0: only PlayStation third, like AAA exclusives that I haven't beaten.
1: It's not perfect, but for what it it's is, not. I think it got a... I mean, we've talked about it so much. It got a raw deal. It's m- way better these days with the benefit of It is. Of I still patches. think just
0: design, like there's some design things they choose that I think are real interesting and I'll never get over the name Deacon St. John, even though it's obviously like not a bad name in terms of me remembering it. Like that's good that I still remember it.
1: It's funny because we actually... <laughs> I met a baby this week named Booker, but I actually fa- thought the same thing when I heard Booker DeWitt. Of Bioshock yeah. Actually it's an awesome name <laughs> I like Booker DeWitt That's a yeah, sick it's, name It's kind of a uh, It's a memorable name
0: Now There's obviously not much To talk about with this But I know that they were When they pitched Days Gone 2 They pitched it as a Multiplayer game And got shot down Apparently Yeah uh, so it seems like they've used its essence to create a new IP multiplayer game based around Days Gone systems. So I'm wondering if that means like zombie hordes and stuff like that, that would be interesting to see.
1: I hope so, because again, there is nothing else like it on the market. Like a game that gives you that sense of scale where there's literally 200 of these fucking freakers chasing you. Mm. It's insane. And like, the you know, it's not perfect, they glitch a little bit and they, the AI isn't amazing, but they do have that really good like swarm nature down where they're like piling over the top of each other and like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm here for this, whatever this is, I'll, I'll give it a go.
0: Yeah. Look, I'll, I'll give it a go when it comes out for sure. Cause it's a PlayStation first party exclusive and I feel like it's my duty to give it a go. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> uh, but anyway, I will see. Hopefully they, tell us more uh, so we're probably not going to be able to go through it today but there is i did see something where it was saying that 85 percent of playstation studio games are unannounced and sony bends is one of those unannounced games so there's just a, there's enough there's enough in the chamber that playstation could do the best playstation experience Bring back the PlayStation experience, but do one in Australia <laughs> instead just to mix it up. I think Brisbane's a really good city to do the first PlayStation experience in about eight
1: years. Jesus Christ. Could you imagine? <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't either, honestly. <laughs> uh, look, next up, Govinda, your apparently favorite developer, Square Enix, has backtracked on their uh, their fucking blockchain NFT Bullshit, which is.
0: Yeah, it's probably because the crypto market has collapsed and NFTs are obviously a Ponzi scheme at this point.
1: Yeah, so this one's fun. Uh, You you know, after Square Enix sold a lot of its Western studios to the Embracer Group, uh, they had said they planned to invest the money they made uh, into, quote, fields including blockchain, AI, and the cloud. Uh, In a recent statement, much more recent, they had this to say, quote, Rather than using the proceeds from the divestiture in new investment domains such as NFT and blockchains, we intend to use them primarily to fund our efforts to foster solid IP and to enhance our development capabilities in our core digital entertainment segment. End quote. Now, I wrote this story for Push Square, and I need, because this is the platform for it, I need you to appreciate the subhead that somehow got through. We're encouraged to write it like a pithy little subhead, right? And what I wrote was NFT no more. You get that? You like that? <laughs> you
0: get it? Okay, you it took get it? way too long. <laughs> for some reason, my brain went straight to Wingardium Leviosa from Harry Potter when it should be Tetsuya Nomura
1: <laughs> It's it's yeah, it's a hard one to describe, but I cannot believe that they allowed that. It's it's so dumb. It's so dumb. But that's the... <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, no. For those
0: of you who don't know, uh, Tetsuya Nomura is a uh, He's a man. (laughs) He's a man well known in Square Enix for creating some of our most beloved Final Fantasy games.
1: Or loathed. He's also the fucking Kingdom Hearts guy.
0: Well, Kingdom Hearts 1 is probably on my list of like, uh, I guess I feel like I need a list of most nostalgic games and not best games. You know, favorite games.
1: Yeah, look forward to that one week when we need to do an Evergreen podcast and when we go on holidays or something, so look forward to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, look forward to it, but I was going to say, I feel like Kingdom Hearts has to be on there because I I just like, I, I don't know, I just have a, there's something deep in my heart.
1: It was a good time in, in our lives. That was like that when we Kingdom we're Hearts
0: have just stuck it.
1: That was like end of high school kind of thing.
0: I, no, I don't think it was end of high school. I think Kingdom Hearts was like, I was probably maybe t- ninth grade, maybe? That early, yeah, shit.
1: Well, that's around when I maybe? met
0: you, I think. Well, was it before or after King, uh, Final Fantasy X? It was after Final Fantasy X.
1: Yeah, after.
0: So, yeah, I think it would have been like ninth, ninth grade, maybe. Because I think Final Fantasy X was eighth grade. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Moving right along, Kale. Did Bioware announce a Dragon Age?
1: game? They did. It's called Dreadwolf. <laughs> Which I well, don't know how
0: Dragon I... Age Dreadwolf.
1: It's called Dreadwolf. And I don't know how I feel about it. That feels like someone in ninth grade, and they've just fucking scribbled it on the back of their book, like dread. That feels
0: like uh, the band I would have come up with in ninth grade. Yeah. We are Dreadwolf.
1: <laughs> Dreadwolf.
0: <laughs> uh, is there any more information about Dreadwolf, or just that it's existing?
1: Uh no. We're gonna get more later this year. That's all we know. It won't be coming out this year. Uh, classic, classic fucking Bioware. Please be excited for something. <laughs> a long did way you finish on. Inquisition? No, I actually didn't hate Inquisition But that was Neither did I That really marked a turning point in my mind Like that's when open world games Kind of got to be too much Like that was the first game I remember where I was like There's just too much shit in this game It's too yeah. big And yeah, I, I just never got through it Apparently, The it's, new
0: Assassin's Creed stuff
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah Um so no, that really stands out to me as like a fucking line in the sand. Game. I
0: remember distinctly when I stopped playing. It was when I was in like a was at like a party in a castle or something, and I had to talk to a bunch of people, and I just was like, I just I'm good. Like I'm good. <laughs> I don't and care. I just tapped out. But the game itself, it was better than Dragon Age 2, which somehow I played twice. I don't know why I played Dragon Age two twice, but I did. I think I was going for the platinum or something. It was a mistake anyway. Continue.
1: Kavinda, would it shock you to know that Spider Man on PS5 and PS4 has sold a fucking shed load of units? No,
0: no, it wouldn't surprise me at all. No.
1: I'm not surprised either, but I have the <laughs> hindsight of having read this already. <laughs> uh, it was just announced that as of the 15th of May, Marvel Spider Man has sold 33 million copies.
0: That That's is... a lot of copies.
1: No joke, and we now know that this title is coming to PC. That was purely on PlayStation, PlayStation exclusive. Everyone that has a PlayStation probably has this game. <laughs> probably, yeah, that would make sense.
0: I, it was huge. That's why they spit out Miles Morales so quickly too. They were like, "Let's just, should we print some more money? Yeah, let's print some more money."
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, important to note uh, that includes Miles Morales' copies. Sorry. I should oh, have said
0: I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, well, you fucked me now. You made me look like an idiot. I'm not looking at these articles. <laughs> I trusted you, dude. Fuck. Yeah. Moving uh, right along, Kale, would you have played Uncharted 4 if it had a stamina bar?
1: Probably, yeah. I think it would have been a weird design choice, but I'd probably still have played it. Do you
0: think it would have been a weird design choice, or do you think it would have added a little bit to the climbing mechanics? I think, was it specifically for climbing the stamina bar was going to be included, or just everywhere?
1: It was, I believe it was everything. It was like running and jumping. Specifically, climbing would have been the biggest drain, though. So it's like while you're traversing.
0: I think it just, I honestly don't think it's a terrible idea. I guess maybe they couldn't implement it properly. But uh, yes, Uncharted 4 almost had a stamina bar, according to
1: the developers at Naughty Dog. Or specifically Josh Scher, who was co-writer of Uncharted 4 and The Lost Legacy. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. They were just talking about how like there were early prototypes where that was a thing in... Uncharted. Do you for. think this is
0: directly in relation to Zelda Breath of the Wild?
1: Well, that's it, because it works there, but that's a slower game. So I could see a situation where, like, in Uncharted, you're just trying to, like, fucking avoid some gunfire and you just fall yeah. off the cliff and you die. Like, it's it's just yeah. not really appropriate. That's what I mean. Maybe they
0: just couldn't implement it correctly. Interesting, though, like because sometimes in those bits where you're climbing and that's all you're doing, like, it's not the greatest gameplay in the world. You're literally just pushing a direction on a controller and he climbs that way so adding a little tension with the stamina bar might have been interesting but i
1: mean tomb raider had things where like you know something would happen while you're climbing and you had to quickly like tap a button to yeah uncharted does that too i think it was breaks and you've got to quickly but it's like it's pretty hard to die in uncharted whereas like tomb raider you would actually like fucking die (laughs) and be like impaled horrifically or something
0: I guess Uncharted just added the grappling hook instead to diversify the climbing experience than just climbing. You know what I mean? But they also Uncharted Four also did add the like the you have like a oh
1: like a, a thing? ice pick just like, like Tomb Raider. An ice pick
0: <laughs> just like Tomb Raider but it's just another one and you hook it into the wall and then jump and hook it again. I was just actually like Tomb Raider.
1: I was talking shit about this game today. I'll never forget the winch puzzles. There's just, like, one or two many winch puzzles in Uncharted 4 where you get the fucking Jeep, you get the winch out, you gotta, like, wrap it around something, you hook it back on, you reverse the truck. Like, it happens just, like, one time too many (laughs) so that it stands (laughs) out. I'd
0: say a couple times too many, especially when you're in that open world section. Every temple you go to, you gotta winch the doors open. Maybe that's Lost Legacy. Actually, prepare yourself in Lost Legacy. That's gonna happen to you again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oi, can we just talk about something really quickly that we just never really get a chance to talk about?
1: Oh, I'd love to. What What do you want? Is it about your personal life?
0: No, 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 no. We keep that behind lock and key. But when's got like God of War? That's a game, right? We haven't really spoken about it too much. Like the God of War Ragnarok. Uh, yeah. When? When? Do we know when it's coming out? Are they going to tell us? Because like, I just don't think we get to talk about that enough on this podcast. We should really spend a good 10, 15 on it. I reckon.
1: I wish the listeners could see just the self-satisfied look you have as you fucking tease this little story right here. It's quite a lot. Uh, <laughs> no, we don't have a release date, but, but according to a noted PlayStation Insider, we might actually, there's a chance, there's a chance we could learn something this week at Summer Games Fest starring Jeff Keighley, everyone's favorite.
0: Uh, I let, this news is going to get spicy and I'm excited.
1: Well, we don't know if this is really going to happen. So, this was shared by someone named uh, Millie Amand. She is she. I've seen her name around. She's um considered a reliable leaker. She revealed the existence of Insomniac's Wolverine game before it was originally, uh, officially announced. Um, there was a few other things that are slipping my mind right now, but.
0: Well, look, it, is, it is, we're in the middle of the year now, so if they are releasing this game this year, I would not be surprised that they announce a release date at some point in the very near future, because if they don't, they're going to announce a delay, and that's going to be sad. But I did also see, oh, I wish I had his name, and maybe we can pause it so I can get it, but the voice actor for Thor has finished the final little adjustments to his voice acting line.
1: Which is, yeah, that's another sign that we've got to be getting close. The thing is, it just needs to be announced soon because if it's coming this year, like they've repeatedly insisted that it is, like it just needs to be announced really soon because we're already into June now. Like, what? Yeah, it definitely does. They announce it this month, maybe next month we get like an extended look at gameplay, and then I don't know. Like, it's it, when's it going to come out? Like September, I October. I feel like
0: I feel like if they're going to announce the release date at this Summer Games Fest, they will show the extended gameplay then as well.
1: That would be nice. Um, and then
0: a state of play down the line just before it comes out, just to really drive
1: it home. I'm looking at uh, GamesRadar's reporting of this uh, article by Hiran Crier. He makes an incredible point, and this is actually what sold me. He says, If you were thinking the chances of PlayStation handing off a big AAA reveal to a third-party showcase are Slim, you, could, you would be mistaken. Last year at the Gamescom opening night live showcase in August, Guerrilla revealed The Horizon Forbidden West release date. So it's not like this has never happened before. Like, yeah, it's a yeah. third-party showcase, but PlayStation reveals big shit at third-party. Yeah, they showcase. wouldn't release.
0: They wouldn't reveal the game for the first time there, most likely. But a release no. date, why not?
1: Yeah, for a big audience. So I, I'm actually I'm pretty pretty gung ho on this. Let's see if I'm right. All right, Govinda, it's time for the news we care about. <laughs> This story comes to us via Push Square, like many will, (laughs) written by Liam Croft, uh, titled Hideo Kojima Reportedly Developing a Horror Game Named Overdose. Hideo Kojima is leading the development of a new horror game titled Overdose, according to Tom Henderson of Try Hard Guides. The leaker claims he's actually been sent footage of the game, which stars Margaret Qualley, who played Mama in Death Stranding. However, it's reported this new horror title isn't linked to Kojima's latest IP in any way. There's a late-breaking update to this story, and it is that Tom Henderson, who, of course, we know mostly for, like, his Call of Duty and Battlefield leaks, right? Like, that's... No, he leaks everything. He just seems to know yeah, everything yeah. about everything. It's very interesting. Like, he... Yeah. I've noticed this... His website, too. I don't know if it's his website, but Try Hard Guides keeps coming up lately. It's pretty good. So, the update is that Tom Henderson uh, has received a request from Kojima Productions to remove the story and he has denied that request uh so that's i don't know why would they ask to have it taken down if it wasn't real
0: devil's advocate you don't want them people expecting you to release a game or announce a game called overdose that doesn't exist or it was just like a a test for another game you know what i mean
1: but it's almost like that thing where it's like playstation does not comment on rumors or speculation that's that's the response a company should have they shouldn't Legally request you to remove something. <laughs> like, they should just say, We don't comment on this. Yeah. Okay,
0: that's good. I was going to say, I was like, it, it is Kojima Production that's that's apparently doing this, right? But it, obviously, it would be with Hideo Kojima, just didn't specify there.
1: I don't know, not too much more to say about that, but uh, something. Lots
0: of horror games seem to be on the play at the moment. Lots of Resident Evil. We've got the Callisto protocol. We've got Dead Space coming out again. Overdose. Seems to be a lot of horror, seems to be the theme, you know? The Quarry, another horror game that's coming out. Oh, we need
1: to talk about The Quarry. Which one of us is buying The Quarry, Govinda? Because <laughs> the other will get it for free. And I'm quite excited to play it, but I want you to pay for it, I think.
0: It's probably fair. <laughs> it's probably fair, right? I And I, I acknowledge that, but I also know that if I just don't, you will, will inevitably. <laughs> no, well, look, let's see
1: who breaks first. Because Aaron's oh, quite interested, too. It looks very Exactly, good. exactly. Looks very but
0: look, we'll see,
1: we'll see. Maybe I'll get it for you. <laughs> uh, next up, this one's by Robert Ramsey, also of Push Square. E3 will return in 2023, says Expo Organizer ESA. E3 will return in 2023. That's according to the ESA, the organization behind the Los Angeles-based Expo. Quoted in the Washington Post, ESA CEO Stan Pierre-Louis stated... Quote, we're excited about coming back in 2023 with both a digital and an in-person event. End quote. The ESA's intentions are clear then. I was just lamenting this. I want E3 back. I don't care how dumb it is and what a Mm -hmm. fucking COVID test tube it will inevitably be. I want it back. I want it all in one place. I only
0: want it back if it's the E3 I know and love and I don't think it will ever be that ever again. Like I miss the days of having... Nintendo, Microsoft, and PlayStation doing huge events that you would be like, fuck yeah, I can't wait to watch an hour and a half showcase that they're going to do with like production value and people and things. And now you just are going to get a Nintendo Direct. Sony won't be there. Microsoft maybe won't be there. Bethesda won't have their own event anymore because they are Microsoft.
1: Yeah, I actually forgot that that was a thing, that Sony didn't go to E3 anymore. Like It's been so long that, yeah, I just kind of forgot that it was gimped anyway the last time we had it. yeah and like
0: i think ea pulled out last time they were gonna do it and also i i could be wrong but they said e3 was happening this year and then last minute we're like it's canceled so, yeah i i do miss the days of your, you know what i mean yesteryear
1: of yesteryear
0: give me my conventions back <laughs> that's why i want playstation experience kale that's why i want them to bring back the playstation experience in Brisbane, Australia, for the first time ever in the, in 10 years. It's <laughs> not
1: years. happening. It's not happening.
0: Yeah, it's fucking... Fuck.
1: All right, next up, we've got Stephen Tailby, also of Push Square. PS5 has now sold over 20 million units as Sony plans to ramp up production. Sony Interactive Entertainment has revealed that it's now sold more than 20 million PS5 consoles worldwide. As reported by GamesIndustry.biz, the platform holder has reached this figure not long after its last financial reports in early May. At the time, Sony stated it had shipped 19.3 million units, but it's now crossed over the milestone. I don't know how many I was expecting, how many PS5s were out in the wild, but that it seems pretty impressive. I kind of thought it would have been more, but obviously there's been all these, you know, supply issues and COVID and chip shortage that I don't really understand but is a thing still to this day
0: I don't know if it's as big a thing as they made it out to be, I'm sure these chip manufacturers were building infrastructure to get chips out quicker and I feel like in this investor, was an investor report they had I feel like they even said that they're ramping up production on PS5s I also saw an article that says PlayStation is aiming to automate their entire production line with uh, robots and AI I love that. Some point, some point, I mean, so. it's terrible well, for Well, it's human. bad for all the people. Yeah. That don't but, have jobs. But I love robots. I, yeah. I feel like we're going to get to universal basic income at some point or something. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. over my dead body, dude. I don't want to be a fucking communist or something. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I don't want to be a communist, but I <laughs> to think about being a socialist. Well, Isn't it interesting that the PS5 has almost outsold
1: the GameCube in its entirety and almost outsold the original Xbox? already it is interesting i'm just on the socialism thing though would you consider yourself a national socialist define like you're you're a socialist right you want all the nice social policies i don't
0: know if if i'm a socialist but like you know i (laughs) I skew that way probably
1: but you like you're also proud of your country and like you want it to be good (laughs) would you say that i feel like this is entrapment (laughs) nazi Uh, national socialist yeah no i was trying to get you there i was trying to get you there (laughs)
0: But do I think they should put dental and Medicare? Absolutely.
1: All right, Hitler, settle down. Let's all... uh let's... <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Final one for the day. Uh, this one comes to us by Jason Faulkner of PlayStation Lifestyle. Uh, it's called Summer Game Fest viewers should keep expectations realistic, says Jeff Keeley. It's summer. The time for game reveals and announcements galore. Fans are already speculating about what the season will bring us and hopes are high that the malaise that COVID... Good word, by the way. Malaise. That COVID-19 brought to the industry is finally over. However, Summer Game Fest host Jeff Keighley says viewers should rein in expectations, at least for this event. Now, this is because Jeff Keighley has been upfront. We like this. This is what PlayStation did too. And is trying to keep expectations in check. He has said that at the event, Summer Game Fest... There'll be very few premieres and it will mainly focus on games that have already been announced. (gasps) So,
0: Oh my God, get the hype up, dude. He said very few, which means (laughs) there's going to be some. Oh my God, I can't
1: wait, dude. This is nice. I like this though. We know what we're getting. I'm actually, I got to get up to cover this thing, which for me is at 4 a.m. in the morning and it's going to be grim. It's also meant to be single digit temperature. I'm going to have to be in my little bathrobe.
0: Do you have any like? Do you have any things you want to see predictions that might be there or anything?
1: Jason here has actually made some predictions, and they seem pretty, pretty good to me. So he's saying like expect maybe a bit more Callisto Protocol, mm-hmm. uh, maybe actual e-
0: gameplay, maybe
1: Yep. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare Two, uh, Gotham Knights, maybe some Fortnite, uh, Cuphead. The Delicious Last Course comes out later this month. So is
0: that DLC or is that a game? Like a full game.
1: I'm so glad you asked, Govinda. It is DLC, which is what the Delicious Last Course is an acronym for. Oh my God,
0: no it's way! It's really D- it DLC. Blue-Viva. That's was so very clever, happy. dude. What a not a game for me. I'm terrible at it. I can't play it. It's too hard. But what a sick game, though. Good on. I it.
1: really wish I could be better at it. I, I almost Me want too. To, I want to give it another shot, but I won't. That's I have thing. it
0: on Switch, and I just tried it, and I couldn't get past the, like the second boss, and I was like, well. You win some, you lose some. I was watching a speedrunner do it once, and it was so impressive what they were doing. Like, they Mm. knew when the enemy was off-screen, so they could still get hits on it off-screen and shit like that. It was wild. Now, something that I was thinking about that could be a real chill reveal, and I know of all people, you will love it if it's real. Yeah. Let me set this up. Elden Ring DLC.
1: Well, it's funny you say specifically Elden Ring, because, again, here Jason goes on... uh, Keely himself referenced the Elden Ring trailer from last year as as an example of how a reveal for an already announced game can still be really exciting. We knew Elden Ring was coming, but we finally got to see that trailer and it was fucking huge.
0: Oh, maybe they'll also do... Maybe you'll actually get a trailer for the Dragon Age Dreadwolf because maybe like the reveal is just like the Okay, here it is. It exists and then they'll actually give us a little sizzle trailer or something, a teaser trailer for it, which would be interesting.
1: My instinct is that it's too soon. For Elden Ring, like they could maybe tease something, but I don't think we see. I I don't think Elden Ring happens.
0: So it's funny you say that because I actually wouldn't be super surprised if they show us Horizon DLC because Frozen Wilds was revealed 107 days after Forbidden West. Okay, and we yeah. are at about 109 days after Forbidden. Oh, sorry, after Zero Dawn. Yeah, there so, you go. Now you go. we're 109 days or so after Forbidden West which would line up almost perfectly with a Summer Games Fest reveal of some Horizon DLC, and it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for, for Elden Ring to drop something too, I guess, in a similar yeah. vein. I also have this inkling they probably were already working on Elden Ring DLC before the game even shipped.
1: Yeah, look, that could be a possibility. It's a big team. You never know. Big team, big game.
0: Although, honestly, I, I thinking back to Elden Ring, fantastic game, top-notch. Uh, but it definitely does funnel in towards the end of that game.
1: The oh, first yeah, two certainly... areas
0: are gigantic, and then it just yeah. goes
1: whoop. I would say the first three, because that includes the fucking capital, everything beneath it. And oh, true, true. I would even count like the volcano as part of that third area. So there's a lot there.
0: Yeah, that is true. That is true. She's one you get into the mountains and stuff after the capital that it really like focuses yeah. in. But it's almost at that point that's like the perfect time to because I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty cooked at that point.
1: Did you? You actually finished it in the end. <laughs> I did platinum that thing, baby. Oh, you did too. I don't know why. Um, look, because we need to get out of here, really quickly, what are the odds we fucking log off, we just get megaton announcements on Friday and we're totally scooped and we don't come back to record till next Wednesday? Wait. And that happens.
0: Summer Games Fest is not Friday, is it?
1: Yeah, it's this Friday. Australian
0: Jesus. time. Jesus. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost we happen. almost should have done what we did last week. Oh, to be fair, no, it's no, it's gonna be like Saturday or something for us, right?
1: No, I believe it's I believe it's it like was Pacific time that you were getting. I believe it's four AM Friday.
0: Yeah, well, okay, so really do quickly need to while, know we're here, this. <laughs> while we're really quickly while we're here, uh, the reason the episode was delayed last week is because Kale told me that the state of play was Thursday morning. Mm, the episode yep. posts Fridays, typically. And I was going to just haul ass and get uh. the episode out on time. Now, it comes to about Thursday morning at about 8.04 a.m. And I get a phone call from Kale where he's like, yeah, fucked up. Um, it's tomorrow. It's not <laughs> today. It's, it's tomorrow.
1: We should keep in mind that it is literally my job to know this and that I'm expected to be at this Summer Games Fest. So uh, yeah, we should we should figure out when it <laughs> is. I would uh, I would appreciate
0: that. Uh, so Kotaku, we now know the Summer Games Fest will be happening in Australia on Friday, June tenth at four
1: AM. This is just fucking fascinating podcast. Friday right June
0: tenth at yeah, Four. Yeah, that, that
1: works out for me. Friday's June tenth. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Glad we got there. Keep all this in.
0: Following this event, we'll also be in for the Tribeca Game Spotlight, which features exclusive gameplay and creator interviews from Tribeca's official selections on Saturday, June 11th at 5 a.m.
1: Yeah, I'm probably not going to... And
0: then Xbox Bethesda Showcase is happening Monday, June 13th at 3 a.m., which I feel like we probably need to know about as well.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll get my... So honestly,
0: probably by the time we record next week, it's not going to be a terrible time because all of three of those things will have happened... And we can talk about all of them.
1: And we will. And we will. But we should round this up, Kavinda. Uh, a quick note. Feed a starving games journalist. Uh, all the links to the news stories we've covered here will be in the description. Give them a click. You know, keep us clothed. We're a protected class of people. We're, You know, we're, there's not many of us. We're a dying breed.
0: I'm actually indifferent. Don't feel like you need to click them. I feel like we gave you all the news. that we, You needed to really know about them. Uh, So, no, I'm indifferent. Don't click them if you don't really feel like it. Don't let Kale force you into it. But there will be an NSFW link to a very (laughs) raunchy statue of Tifa that is definitely not from Square Enix officially. No,
1: and it's so funny because I saw it floating around. I was sure it was official. I was sure it was, but then we saw that angle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Then you saw full frontal nudity and you knew that it was not Square Enix that was selling this shit.
1: No, I knew I would never be the same again. Govinda, I think it's time for us to go.
0: Yeah, it probably is. This is the first episode of a new year for Long Live Plane, We're as unorganized and cooked as ever. So this has been episode 53. I've been me. Kale has been the greatest assistant to the number one host (laughs) of this podcast anyone could ever hope for. And let us never forget it. I'm tired and I got to go. Good. Fucking bye.
1: Goodbye.